0: What's up, Agency Go fam? So, I recently got a question from an Agency Go member on how to properly delegate themselves out from their agency in order to scale their agency 2x, 3x, or even 10x this year. And I know usually during these podcast episodes, we usually interview people on the show, but today I want to do a new segment where I dive into a particular topic asked by somebody from our group or just a topic I want to discuss around how to scale your agency quickly. And so for some context or some background on my agency, if you don't know already, I launched this agency called twiz.io back in 2018. I actually still own and operate that agency. I own 50% of that agency, and that agency did over $185,000 per month, and last year we did $1.72 million in revenue. Now, the reason I bring this up is because is a number that was not only hit through a lot of effort and sacrifice blood sweat and tears but it was also hit being completely having completely automated myself out of the business so now i focus on building this saas company that i'm scaling and this community which is agency go but i still meet about once or twice a week for twiz related matters i spend about 1 to 2 hours per week on twiz related things and that's it the rest is ran by the management that we put in place for twiz and there was a reason for this my business partner and I wanted to build something that we owned passively and not something that we had to always be active in. We had we wanted to have something that was our nest egg that we could then go and do other things and build other things, build other SaaS products, build other e-commerce stores. My business partner's really into e-commerce. And so this was the whole goal from day one. Now, I'll give you a little bit of context over how we got started with Twiz back in 2018 and sort of what caused us to get going in the first place. So when I was first starting the agency, I was originally a consultancy. I was trying to help businesses scale. And I was had a few clients, but I really I knew enough about business at the time to offer some sort of sales consulting, et cetera. But I didn't really know as much as I do now, obviously. But I felt qualified to give advice and help people scale because I had done some business projects beforehand. And so I had a few clients, but I couldn't figure out how to scale. So I, I started working with my business partner who I have to this day. His name's Christian Velchkoff. I said, hey. I need some help with some clients. Can you help me out? Maybe we could split this thing 50-50 and start a marketing agency together. And we started doing that. So we had delegation, automation, and scale built into our business from day one. And I think part of the reason for our success, if you define success as having a passive asset with zero debt that you own and that produces net value and net enterprise value for you and for your business partners, if that's how you define success, then yes, we have achieved success with Twiz.io. The reason I think we were able to do that is because we were not worried about delegating. We started delegating from day one. Now, we built that into the model. There's actually a really interesting quote from Charlie Munger, and I actually heard about this quote from, you probably guessed it, Alex Ramosi. I'm a big fan of him and everything that he does, but it's a quote called, you show me the incentives and I'll show you the outcomes. The reason why this quote really resonated with me is because when I think about TWIZ, really what TWIZ is, it's an incentive driven business that it really is just a mini conglomerate of multiple smaller businesses. Uh, We have, you know, contractors that work with us for a variety of different reasons. And those contractors help us with a variety of different things. And because we properly incentivize them to work with us, they feel really empowered to help us grow and scale our agency. Having that model and taking that perspective and thinking of it from that angle has been very key and very instrumental from us, thinking of it that way from day one, right? And then as we scale, having all those different people, the key talented assets, the people in the organization who are going to be in the right positions, when things start to scale, they're ready and they're willing to scale with you and you have this solid foundation that just kind of ramps up, right? And so that's the key, I think, to delegating. now. If you wanna take it from more of a tactical standpoint and not necessarily from a, a high-level executive you know, standpoint, like I just described, you know, I talked about the foundation, I talked about getting people who are properly incentivized, those are all things that you could do to delegate yourself efficiently and quickly and fast. But if you wanna think of it more tactically, here's a couple scenarios that I'll bring up for you that uh, you can start to use to start to delegate yourself. So let's say that you are an agency owner that is doing sixty thousand dollars per month in sales, right? And you are a one-person agent. Actually, agency. I just had this happen actually recently. There is somebody who came to me and they said, "Hey, I have a, an SEO agency and we do sixty thousand dollars per month. I am the only employee. The rest are all contractors. I need some help though because I'm feeling overwhelmed with client management, etc. And so what I told him was, "Hey, there's two ways you can do this. One." you could do what I did, which is find a business partner who can handle all the operations or handle all the sales, and you do one or the other. That's, that's one way. And in my scenario, like I said, I own 50% of Twiz. We never got any funding, so there is no other sources of dilution. But Christian Velichkov, my business partner, he has the other 50% of Twiz, Twiz LLC. And so originally, he was actually 49%, 51%, where I own 51%. But I thought, hey, it's way better if we split this thing 50-50. Christian is equally as skilled as I am. And so if we work together and we really grow together, then he's going to be incentivized to build this thing because he knows that this is a a very great source of income just like it is for me, right? So I felt like if I had the the trump card and I could pull that at any point in time and say, no, this is how we're going to do things, that would de-incentivize him. So I gave him In short, I gave them a a literal ownership in the business. And if you can't give people ownership, then what you can do, and and this is scenario number two, is you can give people the feeling of ownership or at least give them the leeway to make ownership type decisions in the organization. And that also can keep people around as well as paying them a wage that in a lot of ways is, is kind of like owner level pay. So let's say scenario number two, you have this individual, like the $60,000 per month SEO agency owner, and they say, I don't want to just do sales. I don't want to do both sales management, client management. I want to do one or the other, right? Well, what you can do is you can hire somebody. You can hire somebody full-time like I did. One of my top sales reps is named Ian Cathcart, and he is essentially paid very well to work with us, and he is essentially almost like a sales executive within the organization. He closes all his own deals, but he also helps us strategize on product, he delivers feedback to us, and he has a feeling of ownership within the business. And if we ever get large enough, we might even explore different types of opportunities for him to take an even more active role in the business if he wants it, right? But the key thing is that we empowered him to being uh, and having a feeling of ownership within Twiz LLC. So scenario number two is you find somebody who's really, really, really impassioned about your business and give them, enable them to have a feeling of ownership. This can also be done with contractors. For instance, we have a contractor who does a lot of our writing for Twiz. We do over 3 million words of writing a year. It's a lot of writing, a lot of content production. And this particular partner does a large majority of that writing because she has a writing network that consists of dozens of writers that she's already constantly hiring, firing, et cetera, to make sure the quality is super high. And so we empowered her to basically build her business into Twiz. And so because of that, Twiz is essentially this, this, again, this mini conglomerate of all these different business types that just kind of work together really well, right? So that's scenario number two, you know, either it's a contractor or an employee, you give someone a lot of ownership or a feeling of ownership or you give them some sort of pitch that says, look, work with us, scale with us, we're gonna grow this thing together and this is gonna be better for all of us. So now that's what gives me assurance when I go to sleep at night, the business isn't gonna crumble because I know, that I'm the last one to fall, right? And that's how you kind of have to look at it too. If the business ever went under, case situation that nobody wants to think about it, but let's say that it does happen. If the business went under, I would be the last sort of bowling pin to fall or the last domino to fall, whatever analogy you want to use. Because everybody else is, is lesser ownership in the business. And this is not a negative way to look at it, it's how everybody should be looking at scaling their company. Because at the end of the day, if you're trying to build up something that's passive, you have to build it up where there's multiple lines of defense around your income streams, right? And obviously, I think as a business owner, you should try to do anything you can to make sure that that doesn't happen and people don't get fired. But at the end of the day, if the goal is to build passive income, or just to build anything that's sustainable and scalable, you have to make sure that the core of the business is protected right? And that means your key employees, that means the executives, that means the business partners, that means the people who uh, really at the end of the day pose an existential threat to the business is survival, that they're protected so that way they can continue to run the business even if it drops, let's say 90%, right? And so that's sort of the last line of defense. And it makes it so there's all these other people who are incentivized to keep it running because of the proper incentives we've aligned along the way. So that's the second way to look at it, again, with an employee or a contractor or multiple contractors. Third scenario is what I find a lot of people in, which is failing to actually document the processes that make delegation possible, right? So you have that first scenario where it's maybe about finding a business partner. You have the second scenario where you find employees or contractors and you kind of turn them into business partners. And then you have the third scenario, which is just the inefficiency that so many agency owners, I know I had at the beginning, so many agency owners have to just document the processes that make their businesses tick. And I think part of the reason why this happens is because most business owners don't realize that the uh, the most important thing is documentation. SOPs, standard operating procedures, are the most critical things. And they're the things that when I interview agencies that do over $100,000 or $1 million a month in sales, all of them have standard operating procedures built in to their business, right? You can start making these standard operating procedures really easily, honestly, all you have to do is get a video camera, which everybody has access to, it's called their iPhone or their Android device or whatever it is, get some sort of a video capture device, or if you have a laptop, get loom.com, it's a Chrome extension, and start documenting all of your processes. And if it's a loom video that you're making and you just have access to your browser, then what you can do is you can just narrate all the different steps while you're going through them. And let's say you don't have a good mic, let's say the narration sucks, even then you could just record the steps and you can send it to a VA in a different country or somewhere that, you know, you can get a cost effective rate for a VA and basically have them take all these videos and put them into separate steps and chop them up and put them in different steps. So what I did to conquer my lack of documentation, and this was about year two of our business, year two and a half, is I actually started doing exactly this, which is making all these Loom videos, making videos like this, documenting our entire process. And then I actually made a sales manual that was 40 pages long that documented every single thing that I've used to sell SEO services within Twiz. And because I had this, I also created note cards that gamified the process of learning quizzes using Quizlet.com, it's a good, good source for it to make quizzes, to pop quiz your agency salespeople to make sure that they understand what it is needs to be done. This could be for sales, it could be for ops, it could be for anything, right? But at the end of the day, you have to have some sort of testing mechanism to make sure the people that you're hiring are actually proficient in what they need to accomplish, right? And so again, just kind of high level overview as we wrap up here, if you're trying to delegate, if you're trying to automate your tasks, if you're trying to scale, you have three different scenarios that most people fall into that they're either not doing enough of, they aren't doing efficiently, or they just simply don't know how to do which is either a they don't know how to incentivize somebody to come on and be a business partner so they can scale b they don't know how to incentivize their employees to be coming out on as a, a incentivized employee or an incentivized contractor or c they don't know how to gamify slash document the process of ingraining information into their team that is necessary for duplication to occur and so if you get these three things right these three different scenarios if you were, let's say, this agency owner that's doing sixty thousand dollars in monthly recurring sales, you could probably double your business size very quickly without having to actually spend an enormous amount of money doing so because you have all these processes documented. So, if you have any questions, feel free to comment or reach out to me. My email is lucas at You can hit me up for anything. I'm happy to answer them. <laughs> Looking forward to your thoughts. Like and subscribe to this channel for more information. If you're listening to the podcast, feel free to tune in next time for more content just like this. Peace. generated 1.72 million dollars in revenue i want the same thing for your agency so i've decided to give away some of my best performing outbound copy scripts for free that's right absolutely free if you want to transform your business for free go to agencygo.io forward slash leads to get your free lead scripts today that's agencygo.io forward slash leads now back to the show